your personal distraction is back. Welcome to the cantina for season two of Detox on the Rocks. Following 2020 is like going up on stage after the act before you completely bombed. As long as you don't throw up on the audience or wet yourself, you'll get a standing ovation. I will admit I did a lot of soul searching last year, mostly because there was nothing else to do, but I did come to the conclusion that perhaps my wildly specific expectations of what happy looks like weren't just self-indulgent, but also doing a huge disservice to my daily life. The constant and endless encouragement slash pressure to live your best life every day is not only exhausting, but was robbing me of the simple pleasures of an ordinary day. I'm not saying in any way, shape, or form to stop hustling for the goals you want or working for what you want, but I did learn it is okay to enjoy something as mundane as an excellent cup of coffee in my jammies. So this year, instead of making my usual New Year's resolution, I'm going to instead at least try to change my mindset. I'm going to A, get over myself, B, dump some ego, and C, refuse to compare where I am right now in this moment to where I think I should be. So basically, in 2021, unless the planet explodes, I'll be ecstatic. So happy 2021. Let's lower our expectations of happy and cut ourselves some slack and be present in the moment. Two feet and a heartbeat? Sounds good enough for me. So without further ado, let's detox on the rocks. Salut! If you follow the show on Instagram at Detox on the Rocks Podcast, you have a sneak peek as to what we're going to be deep dive talking about today. Today, we're going to be talking about Puerto Rico, one of my favorite places in the world. It really is near and dear to my heart. It's been pretty gray around here lately, so I decided to infuse a little color. I was looking up some of the most colorful places on earth, and Old San Juan, or Viejo San Juan, popped right up. Aside from being completely gorgeous, San Juan, and Puerto Rico in its entirety, has an incredibly rich history. In truth, it would take hours, days, weeks, months, and even years to really go through it all. But since my whole shtick is that this show takes as long as it takes me to finish a cocktail, we're gonna skim. (laughs) The first thing that I've always wondered about and didn't know where it came from is Boricua. Boricua is what you would call a girl from Puerto Rico. But if she's from Puerto Rico, where does Boricua come from? Well, this is actually steeped in history, and there's nothing I love more than a mystery hidden in plain sight. So for this, we need to step back and take a look at a map of Puerto Rico several hundred years ago. The island has changed its name several times, 
Before Christopher Columbus set foot on the island, the local Taino Indians called the island Boriken, which means land of the valiant and noble lord in the Taino language. The name also referred to the great spirit or creator. In 1493, Columbus named the island San Juan Bautista after Saint John the Baptist. So Puerto Rico is not what actual Puerto Ricans called their island. It was called Boriken. Bear with me because the name's going to change a few times. So Puerto Rico, what does it mean in Spanish? Well, it means rich port city. There was so much gold and heavily blinged out in just the amount of riches that they had. It was unfortunately exported to Spain in the 1500s. They emptied the city. Puerto Rico had so much gold that it could be found in many of the rivers and streams, just hanging out. That's how much gold there was. So in 1521, the island changed to Puerto Rico, and the capital city, which was the capital city that the Spaniards decided on, because it was the trading shipping port, and decided to call it San Juan. Still with me? Okay. Now, in 1898, when the U.S. acquired the island, it became Puerto Rico. That in 1931 changed back to Puerto Rico. And lastly, in 1952, the Commonwealth of Puerto Rico. So, in Puerto Rico, the island itself, it's not uncommon to hear Puerto Ricans call the island Boricuen, which comes from Borigen. That's why Puerto Ricans are known to each other as Boricuas. There you go. I always heard it in music. Didn't know why. There we go. Boricua. <laughs> All right. Next fact. Now this is a considerably darker fact, but Puerto Rico was the headquarters for the Spanish Inquisition. Yikes. The Catholic Church. Really pulled a doozy here, <laughs> and Puerto Rico since the early 1500s have held a very, very important position in the Catholic Church. In 1519, Pope Leo X declared Puerto Rico as the first headquarters of the Catholic Church in the New World. Puerto Rico has the brightest bioluminescent bay in the world. If you've ever been lucky enough to visit bioluminescent waters, it glows like something out of Avatar, a movie which I didn't really care for, but everyone else loved it. But it has this otherworldly, glowing, incredible—I there's no words for it. Truly, look up bioluminescent waters. Now, there's only five bioluminescent bays in the world, and. Puerto Rico has the brightest one. When you visit them, basically what happens is when you disturb the waters, they glow blue. So you can go kayaking, paddleboarding. They're phenomenal. No words that I can say about it will do it justice. Do yourself a favor. Look it up. Now this fact is very near and dear to my heart. The world's largest rum distillery is in Catania. Puerto Rico is the famous Casa Bacardi, the world's largest rum distillery. It produces a hundred thousand liters of rum every 24 hours. That's almost 85 percent of Bacardi's total rum production. Sounds like a field trip to me. 
Now, keeping in the vein of rum and good times and cocktails all together, when you think of vacation, you're on the beach, you're relaxing, you're enjoying yourself, maybe there's a conga line. Maybe, even though, who really likes a conga line? Maybe there's the limbo. And what drink are you holding? Chances are you or the person next to you is sipping on a piña colada. Well, guess what? The piña colada was invented in San Juan. That's right. The iconic drink, the quintessential let's have a good time and relax cocktail, the piña colada, first came to be. Now, the exact bartender, it's a point of hot debate, but we do know that it came from San Juan, Puerto Rico. In 1954, from the sources that I read, Ramon Monchito Marrero was bartending at the Caribe Hilton. I hate to say the name Hilton because I like to support local boutique type places, but that's where he was bartending. <laughs> and uh, he settled on the recipe that to him was the true essence of Puerto Rico. Now, there's another restaurant called the Barranchina in Old San Juan, and their bartender, Don Ramon Portas Mino, Mingo, this guy, say that he invented the piña colada in 1963. Whether this was like a stream of conscious thought on the island or it was the kind of thing that we'll never find the answer to, to whoever created this nectar of the gods, this good time in a glass, I can say from the bottom of my cold dead heart, thank you. And what are one of the flavors? I'm getting really good, I think, at this segue thing. <laughs> one of the flavors extremely prevalent in a piña colada is coconut. And coconuts are all over the Caribbean, right? You can picture someone just chopping off the top with a machete. And it, I mean, it tastes very different from what we get maybe in colder countries that are in a can or in a carton or in glass. And it's always a little bit of a surprise how the, I hate saying flesh, but the meat of the coconut's just a little bit slimy, even though I'm obsessed with coconut myself. I mean, there's nothing more quintessentially Caribbean than coconuts, right? Well, guess what? <laughs> Like a lot of great things, they're not originally from there. They found their way there by chance. And by chance, I mean the Spanish, uh, let's say explorers, imported them from the Far East. The coconut was introduced to Puerto Rico in 1542. Because of the lush tropical climate and its ability to grow with absolutely no effort, it took hold and became a staple in the Caribbean diet. Who knew? I'm a logo for Coco. God, I love a cheesy schmaltzy line. Now there is a ton more information about Puerto Rico. From a breed of dogs that's originally from the island that no longer exists, it was a barkless dog said to be related to the Chihuahua. But if you've ever met a Chihuahua, you know they're not exactly barkless. I encourage you to check out more of Puerto Rico's fascinating history. And all this talk about rum and coconuts has made me really thirsty for a drink. Which must mean it's time for... What's in your glass? Killing it at the Segway thing, I'm telling you. <laughs> Alright, so we are going to make a lazy day piña colada. 
Now what's gonna differentiate this or make it lazy is we're not gonna worry about a blender because it's a blended drink. And unless you've got a Vitamix or you're doing well in life if you have a Vitamix and I'm so happy for you. Um, but if you don't have one, which I super do not, we are going to find our way around it. All right. So what we want to do is take one shot, and when I say one shot, I mean 1.5 ounces of rum. Now, in the spirit of Puerto Rico, we are going to do Don Q, and it's D-O-N, the letter Q, and it is a local favorite rum. Fresh is always best if you can get your hands on it. If not, we're going to work with what we've got. We want four shots of pineapple juice. That's six ounces. Again, whatever you've got on hand is fine, but if you have fresh pineapple and you can do a fresh pineapple juice yourself, awesome. If you've got a few extra bucks to do organic, great too. If not, that's what the rum is for. And we're going to do one shot, and again, we're going by 1.5 ounces of coconut cream. If you can find Coco Lopez, that is beautiful. If you can't, we're going to go for just a coconut cream or even a coconut milk. Now, when I say coconut cream, there's creamed coconut, coconut cream, which, so creamed coconut usually will be in like a little puck you can find in the quote unquote ethnic part of the supermarket. Coconut cream, you will find generally in a can and coconut milk, usually you'll find in a carton in like the milk section. So really... <laughs> You're going to have to do a little bit of trial and error here. Now, this is my secret. We've got the one shot of rum, four shots of pineapple juice, and the one shot of, again, if you can get like the real creamed coconut, coconut cream, awesome. If not, and you just see coconut milk, grab it. My secret, because again, you want that coconut flavor. Coconut water doesn't really have that like Coco Loco flavor to it. What I like to do is get coconut extract, like for baking. And what you want to do is take a few drops. This stuff is strong. If you use too much, it's going to get this really weird soapy taste. So maybe a quarter of a teaspoon, depending. If you love coconut, I would say still, still do a quarter of a teaspoon. Give it a try. You can always add, but you can't take away. All right, so really you take all this, mix it up, pour it on ice. You can garnish with a maraschino cherry. I can't stand maraschino cherries personally, but if it's your thing and you love it, party on. Now, if you want to blend it, but you don't have a super intense blender that's going to crush ice, usually if I try to put ice in a blender, I get like big chunks and then kind of a watery mess. So what I like to do to give it creaminess, but without the cream, is I use half a banana. And I know, le gasp, but it gives a really nice creaminess. So you can do the one shot of rum, the four of pineapple juice, the one shot of coconut milk. I would say, again, stick to the quarter teaspoon of coconut extract, like you would find in baking and kind of your bulk section, bakery section, and then half a banana. Throw that in the blender and then pour that on ice. If you're looking for something that's a little bit richer. A lot of this, and everyone has their own recipe. Some use dark rum, some people use like moo juice, cow cream. 
it's really what you like to do and that's what makes making cocktails at home so much fun and there are so many variations on it so i'm going to post the recipe for the lazy day piña colada on detox on the rocks podcast instagram and let me know how yours went because i find after a couple of them we start getting real creative actually there is a version that is a family classic we call ojos verdes which i will include in future episodes stay tuned salut do you want to be misunderstood and marginalized by society Do you crave being told to just get over it? Are you aching to feel isolated, desolate, and the epitome of bleak? What's her secret? It may be depression. The extra sleep and dramatic weight loss will highlight the dark circles under your eyes. Save money on grooming products and put your phone on silent. When deodorant becomes optional and sunken cheeks are effortless. It's not sugar-free. It's depression. Well, that's the end of my drink and the end of the show. I want to thank everyone who joined us back in the cantina this evening. And remember, almost everything in life can be taken away from you but not your sense of humor. We'll see you next time in the cantina. Salud! This has been a Cat Flap production in association with Not For Sale Media.